right, guys, welcome to the Guest Life Podcast, episode 10 with Kevin Huynh. We're uh, so happy to have him on the show here. Kevin is the principal broker at Empire Mortgage Group, which is located downtown right now on Bold Street in Hamilton. Um, I've known Kevin for a long time. I, I usually ask him some hilarious questions when I, when I need his services, um, but I thought I'd bring him on the show and uh, so happy to have him. Thanks for having me, Dan. Uh, me to episode 10, man. I, I, I'm jacked up to be your top 10. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me today, bro. Thanks, man. Um, so as you guys know, this this podcast is, is uh, really close to my heart and kind of showcasing some of the young talent, well, just talent in general, of uh, Hamilton and surrounding areas of, of entrepreneurs, like-minded individuals, people that are making an impact, making a change, and also giving back to the community. And uh, Kevin's a, a great candidate for that. Um, really showcasing, you know, what you can do once you've kind of come into some success and, and ability to kind of give back to the people that have given to you. Um, as well, he's an awesome, awesome broker in the city. Um, there's a lot of competition out there, you would say, but not if you're looking for the type of services that Kevin and his team provide. So uh, we're so happy to, to learn from the best and we'll hear some of his stories today and also Sweet. probably tell a couple of personal stories <laughs> between me and Kev from um nothing but nice easy nights out with one glass of wine maximum one max yeah <laughs> this one one more and then we'll go <laughs> let's let's go let's get started so uh talking about the podcast talking about kev being an entrepreneur um he is the principal broker for empire mortgage group um which is a big deal because that was uh that's a recent move for you correct yes it is dan so uh, i've been in, in industry for over 10 years now uh an agent uh up until last november and we launched our own independent brokerage. Uh, and yeah, we're you know the 53rd brokerage under the Coalition of Independent Mortgage Brokers Canada. And yeah, just super stoked to have a, a brand that we can fully control from beginning to end, top down from design, branding, education, just full service for all of our clients, right? So uh, everyone within the system is, is fully on board to help the brand grow all across uh, Southern Ontario and uh, hopefully Canada one day. I love that. So 53rd independent for Ontario? Uh, under the, the uh, actually uh, under, under the Simbic umbrella. So uh, so right now it is uh, actually uh, nationwide. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So, so that's Canada. Yeah, yeah. So 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 <laughs> we have brokers out in Alberta, Calgary, like all over, like up in Quebec and stuff like that too. So wow. Yeah, yeah. So then, as a broker, just to explain to some of the listeners, we're talking about uh, what Kevin does. He'll better explain this, but kind of take your options for different types of mortgages and then you present them to the client? Yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, there is a misconception with mortgage brokers, right? It's uh, it's an old tale where if you don't get approved by the bank, you go see a mortgage broker, they charge you high fees. But that's not the case, right? We, uh, as of today, we're at 61 different banks and lenders that we work with, right? So we you come to us, we, we, t we do a full analysis of your, of your whole financial uh, situation and then we kind of shop it around to see what's the the best terms you know what i mean like you know there's misconceptions on five-year fix being the best uh mortgage product out there um you know agree disagree kind of do on that so um you know people come to me and and ask what's the the best mortgage you know what i mean it's just like walk into a car dealership and say what's the best car here you know what I mean? Like, are you looking for a coupe, top down, minivan, how many kids you got, right? So, so for us, like information and documentation serves as a roadmap to get us from point A to where we are now to point B is home ownership, 
right? So, so the more information and documentation that the client provides, the better it is for us to, to do a full analysis and, you know, educate and advise on what the best option is. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about a little bit how you got started. How'd you get into yeah. this? You're from Hamilton, yeah. which is means... I know you're you're kind of a competing high school from McNabb from us. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Where, so where'd you grow up? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's funny growing up is, is all competition, but now if you're a Hamiltonian, it's all family, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, East End, born and raised, uh, to Winston Churchill High School. Okay. Uh, McMaster University, Mohawk College, and just stayed and just grew the business in Hamilton. Um, actually went to school for financial planning. Uh, yeah, so in, in our graduating class, um, it was either, like, I've always had a passion for real estate and then money. So I'm like, naturally, it's kind of mortgages, right? Uh, but financial planning was like, you know, like the, the flashy, the flashy job, right? That or stockbroker, right? So, so what, what I talked to a lot of uh, mentors in the industry, both financial advising and mortgage brokering. And what I realized is that, like, you know, I, I, I do enjoy real estate and I enjoy, you know, commerce as a passion. So let's give this a shot. Also, like everyone else in my graduating class took financial planning. So I just got all the referrals right off the bat. Right. So I just went like uh, blue ocean strategy, just like next door. <laughs> and, uh, and really, um, the first couple of years was a grind, uh, like, like starting up any business out there uh, for all you entrepreneurs out there. I'm sure you can relate. It, it's tough. Like um, not like a lot of, Brokers were former either uh, bank advisor, mortgage advisor at the bank. They, they have a bank background, so they have that database to make that transition a little easier. For me, I didn't have any of that, right? You know, just straight out of school, right? So um, really had to grind, uh, network a lot. Like at one point, I was, uh, I was at a networking event every single night of the week, right? So uh, my girlfriend loved that at that time, right? <laughs> yeah. So... Um, is that because you brought her or is that because she stayed away? No, it's, it, no, she, she actually hated it. <laughs> She's like, when are we going to hang out? Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, babe, like, I'm just trying to grow this empire, right? Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, it, it was really tough. It was really tough. Uh, luckily, I had a very supporting spouse at the time. And, um, and she was like my sugar mama for like a couple of years, right? So, uh, so yeah, kind of kept my head down, grinded. And in, in year two, I was actually about to, to quit. Like, you know, I, mean, I, I made 12 grand my first year, wow. made 30 grand or 35 grand my second year, right? Um, I had three offers as financial advisor coming out of school starting at 45 grand. So I'm like two years afterwards, I'm still making less than what I would have made right, right out of school. So, uh, so then my, my mentor at the time, um, James Lowen, a loan group mortgages, uh, he's, he's a phenomenal guy. Like, took me out under his wing there too. And he's like, Kevin, before you consider anything else, talk to, like, like talk to, like, a business coach, right? So um, I remember Walter Frenetti, we're in, uh, on Brand Street at the Artisan Cafe there. And um, this, this, I walk in and it's like a Robert De Niro looking guy, right? <laughs> I'm like, hey, Walter, I, I don't want to offend you or waste your time, but there's nothing that you can tell me that I don't know. Like, I'm a superstar. I'm a rock star. He looks at me, right? Long, long pause. It felt like it was like 10 minutes. He goes, if you know everything already, then why aren't you effing successful? And I couldn't answer him. And next thing you know, like, we sat there for three and a half hours just, really? just talking about, like, at that time, I, I was still working a part-time job to um, to kind of make ends meet with um, with the, the mortgage thing on the side, 
he's like, hey, ju- just give this thing a go for six months, Gav. You got nothing to lose. No young, no kids, right? St- still living at home all the time. You know, driving my dad's like Lexus, like it was mine, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like so, I I I I quit my other job at the time, took on mortgages full time, and and just grind it and grind it, and met people, and met more people, and like did it the right way, like build relationships. And I think that's that's so important as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, is to build just good, genuine relationships, yep. and like and like just to learn to care about other people's businesses. I, I think that's been so key to uh, to to my success. It's. So many networking events I've gone to and people come in and just hand out business cards, right? And just be like, send me, send me some business, send me some business, right? And like, I, like, it might work here and there, but I don't think that's the right way to build relationships, to build long-term relationships. Some of my, like, I, I was lucky enough to have amazing referral sources from the get-go, right? Uh, one, one of my good buddies, he's a realtor and he got me kind of into the industry and, um, and he still supported me since. But a lot of my good, good referral sources took years. Like, like one of my best referral sources didn't send me a deal for the first six years I knew him. He's one, one, one of my good buddies. But like over time, you kind of try to earn that trust. And then when, when you do get a chance, don't mess it up, right? You know what I mean? Exceed expectations, right? So, um, and, and that's what those are like the, 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 the values that you try to instill in the new agents that come on board, like the new underwriters that come on board, right? Because like, like you see the lunches, the, the golf, and like, you know, and like all the, just like the, the facade of what it's like to be a mortgage broker, but nobody knows the grind, right? So yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, but yeah, turn the corner, year three, and been growing ever since, man. So um, yeah, very fortunate uh, to be where I am today, very fortunate to have such amazing referral partners and clients, right? And just center of influences have been amazing to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I think it's really amazing to kind of hear. I've, I've been sat down a couple different times from a few people that have been really inspirational for me in terms of like, hey, you know, either you're right or you're wrong, but stop what you're doing and rethink it or just get another perspective. Yeah. Which I think perspective is, is, a, is a huge part of growth because when you're dialed into something, it doesn't mean that you always think you're right, but sometimes it's just hard to see outside the box when you're, you know, when it's taped right? and you're inside it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so giving that, like kind of that taking it to that next level. So that's the beginning of your career. Yeah. Yeah. You've been growing like crazy. Yeah. Let's talk about recent. Yeah. 53rd independent yeah. brokerage. I think you downplay it because I've talked to you outside of this a couple of times. Um, let's talk about that. How did you take it to that next level in terms of like, you know, giving yourself that opportunity and saying, you know what, I'm going to do this, even though it sounds a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, like the transition has been in the works for, for quite some time. What, what's quite some time? Just it's, so people understand. Like two years. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's, it was like, it like, doesn't make sense or not. Like just like, it wasn't always, um, like a hundred percent we're doing this. Right. Because like, you know, like, our family at Morris Financial has been awesome. You know what I mean? So it's it just like nothing against them. Great brokers to work for. Uh, it, it, it's just a matter of time. It's like, hey, do you want to try this and kind of fall flat, flat on your face or just be safe about it, right? So I rather fall flat, flat on my face yeah. and fail than like regret not doing it, right? So talk to a lot of people, right? Um, I talked to a lot of people. Um, the, interview. The general, uh, the general feedback was like every... So we talked to a lot of different mortgage umbrella companies too, and they all want you, right? So, uh, so th- they're just throwing stuff at you, incentives at you, 
and and all of this um, your marketing all all like the the full package at you right and it's for you to decipher what's really in it for you and what's in it for them right because people just don't give you free stuff and free money for no reason right there's always there's always a kickback somewhere right so so to me like and then I met uh, John Barges at um, uh, through through Simbic like the coalition there and I just like he was straightforward from the beginning still a good support system now uh, and like just really just be like hey this is what you get you know no more no less how do you feel about it right and uh, and yeah like sat, we sat down as a team went over the, all the pros and cons and just like hey man let's do this and, and it is more work uh, in-house on the back end for us now through like payroll HR compliance uh, you know education pieces um, all that jazz but like it's it's been awesome right because like I'm like hey, this is how I want to run it right so and yeah and and talking to like i I have some amazing amazing friends and colleagues within the mortgage industry and and just having coffees with them and just picking their brains and what they're doing what you're doing right and from 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 office setup to like marketing branding to like events stuff like that like what are you guys doing and like especially in hamilton it's it's a very collaborative atmosphere and uh and and there are a a handful of of, of amazing brokers that we kind of share ideas all the time with right that's awesome yeah yeah it's cool to see such a you know a widespread industry getting so tight because you don't just do like first mortgages correct no first mortgages second mortgages construction financing residential commercial um yeah we 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 love first-time home buyers we we love uh savvy investors or first-time home buyers that want to be savvy investors we love educating, right? Like our, our, our goal is to provide options and just educate. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, uh, it, like even if you don't use our services, like ask us for a second opinion, right? Yeah, yeah we thrive on that. We, we, we've gotten a lot of referral business uh, indirectly because of that, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It, ed- education's so key in terms of, I would say, in growing your business. I mean, it, it's been for us as well. Like we had Kevin and his team come in and educate some of our staff just for like simple idea planning and you know i sat in on the meeting and i learned some stuff i didn't know that you could port a mortgage um you know when you're in the industry sometimes it feels so second nature and you're like Mm -hmm. how did someone not know i said well i've been doing it for 10 years and um my staff found it so rewarding and i think a couple people reached out but you know the big thing is i think when you're when there's always so much intent when you're so pushy it never gets received well Mm -hmm. when it's when you're just going and educating like you know Maybe my some of my staff will reach out in three years or four years yeah. or five years. Absolutely. You know, and the big thing is like it doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's a, it's a great feeling when you're able to educate. And mm. I think now that you're at a point point in your career, how many people have reached out to you now for the advice that you were looking for back in the day? Oh yeah, a ton, a ton. Uh, especially those who are new to the industry. Yeah. Um, we 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 get calls on a weekly basis uh, for agents wanting to join our team. And, and we go through a pretty stren- strenuous like, filtering process. Like we want good people. We want people who broker mortgages correctly, do it the right way, yep. and to build a long-term successful plan, right? If you want to be successful, like you want to make six figures, yeah, like you want to make 250 a year, 500, whatever it is, like we'll get you there. Just how hard you want to work, right? Yeah. So, and, and it's not going to be pretty. It, it's going to suck for a long time, right? So, so have a nice reserve fund yeah. or, or like uh, mom's and dad's trust account ready, right? Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like it, it's, it's, it's not hard, right? It's not hard work. It's, it's working smart. Align yourself with the right people, man. Learn. Like I'm a lifelong learner. I love learning. I love reading. 
I, I, I love asking people. Who, I love surrounding myself with smarter people than me. Yes. I, 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 I love being in a room where I just ask questions. Right, and, and I learned so much from those people. It, it's just like if you're playing a sport. If you go golfing with guys that are way better than you, you try way harder. You ask for tips. You try different things, and you just naturally play better. Yeah. Right, like um, for entrepreneurs with a competitive nature, like like us, we we, we want to take it to the next level always. Right, so I, and I think that's why uh, I feel like I have so much more to learn. I've I've gone so far, yes, but but I've stayed hungry and humble. Um, and, and I think like if you're a lifelong learner and you continue to learn from good people, man, sky's the limit, dude. And, you know, and I, I see it, I, you know, I'm fortunate enough to, to call Kevin a friend and I see him doing it actively. Right. And it's, it, sometimes it can be depressing cause you're, you're in a room and you're like, you know, Hey, how's it going? He's telling you all this, this, and this. And you're like, oh, I gotta, you yeah. gotta get out of here yeah. a little bit more. And I, yeah. I think sometimes it's, it's kind of continuing at the level that you're being an entrepreneur at or building your business and, and building yourself, as well as we'll touch on this after is building a family. Mm-hmm. It's like keeping that hunger alive and that consistency and that drive when, you know, things aren't going well, or you have those bad days that turn into bad weeks. Um, you know, I think we all try to shake those, but sometimes it just compounds. Um, so to my next point, yeah. um, Kevin is a new father. Yeah. So tell, tell us a little bit about your family life. Yeah. So beautiful wife, Jessica, just being uh, a huge support system. She is the rock that keeps the family together. Like love her to death. Right. But, uh, she's my second favorite. Next <laughs> okay. to little Charlotte. Yeah. She, uh, she turned one years old last week Okay. and Happy uh, birthday. Uh, started stumbling around just like loves the keyboard. Got put on her lap, just hammering away the keyboard. It's the cutest thing, right? And absolutely a game changer being a father, right? Before fatherhood, it was like grind, 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 day and night. Yeah. And just really like put like work above, making money above everything else. But until you start a family, you realize like now it's like, okay, how do I create more time? Yeah. Right? So, 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 so my mission is, you know, like create an environment where, you know, we're still growing as a company. And everyone within the company is still growing and making more money, but how do we free up more time and, yeah. and be more efficient, right? It's it takes it's, you have to spend money and make money sometimes, right? Put the right staff in place, put the right personnel in place to free up more time for you to spend with your family. Because like to me, family is so important. Family and friends support systems. Like like I, I love backyard barbecues. I, I I I love traditions, right? Like those are things that, that keep me going. And, uh, and, and, and when we had Charlotte, like that was a total game changer. Yeah. Like a lot of my friends had kids before I did. And like, when you help, when you hold it for the first time, it's going to change your world. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, like you don't know, you don't know the feeling until you go through yourself. Yeah. And when I held her, but I like, I cried like a little baby, man. Like, oh, uh, and I've loved her ever since, right? So, and and I, I want to give her every single opportunity in the world to, to be successful, right? But also teach her the value of the dollar. Yeah. And and, and, and teach her to be kind and loving. And, and I think she, she'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing, man. So, and what are you doing now for the, time management? Like, the balance, the, yeah. yeah. What are the kind of... I hate work-life balance because I don't think it exists when you're an mm-hmm. entrepreneur and you're someone, or or not even just an entrepreneur, but you know someone that's you know the best at whatever they do, whether yeah. it's being a mother. Like you know, if you're the best mother, you're probably not going to be the best at work. Um, so you know, how do you kind of strategize your day? I know you're an early riser. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Um, kind of getting after it. What do you find is um, like giving some of the listeners 
you know, the competitor's edge. What do you, what do you do? How do you yeah, do Yeah. Um, uh, the miracle morning. So that's a great read. It starts the day at 5 a.m. Okay. Right. Um, I was never like that, man. Like I, I used to be a night hawk, like through, through school, through playing call of duty growing up because I was, I, I was always a night hawk. Right. So switching that mindset to, to waking up earlier. Right. It started to happen. Like just start with half an hour earlier a day. Yeah. Game changer, Dan. So like, when I first started up, I might wake up at eight, go to the office at nine. So then you start seven thirty for a week, seven for another week, right? Six thirty for another week, and eventually get to five a.m. And the amount of things I've I accomplished from five to nine, because once nine o'clock hits, my my phone goes off, my email inbox gets gets flooded, right? So so I take that time to really time block your whole day. Like what, what's going to be, what do I have to do today to be the most efficient person possible? Right. Um, meditation's huge, right? You got, you got the wife, you got the kids going crazy. You got the people in the office going crazy. You got your clients like, you know what I mean? Like, so, and everybody wants an answer yesterday. So, so meditation for me, it's, it's been huge. And I actually got that from you, Dan. So, so thank you for that. And, yeah. and, and, and when I need it most, you know, it's five minutes, right? And, and that's all you need to kind of do, do a quick reset. Yep. And uh, but waking up early, like I wake up early, get a run in or get a workout in six, you know, you know catch up on my, the news, answer a couple of emails, right? And like, my to do list is ready to go, right? And time blocking is huge for me, right? Like, Monday 10 to 11, call my clients, for example, like that, that phone goes away for an hour. And I just, I, I just close the door and you time block. I think that's been a game changer too. Yeah. And, and just prioritize your mailbox, right? You're not gonna get everything done, but if you prioritize and like get and, and get back to your clients and your referral sources in a timely manner, yep. I think that's how you continue to grow your business, right? In my in the back of my head, I'm thinking what I can be doing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I, yeah. And time blocking is huge. Yeah, when absolutely. Kids of that stuff. Um, I think that's just absolutely great advice. I've been personally doing it, and I find. You know, said before the podcast, like there's always a reason to get up earlier. There's not a lot of reasons to stay up later, especially right. I think as you, I mean, being young as an entrepreneur, it's like you said, there's a lot of nights during the week where there's events and you're trying to network and get to all of them. I found myself in that trap too, right? Mm -hmm. Like you, you're drunk three or four nights of the week, and you know you're 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 not stumbling drunk, but you know it takes a toll on your body. Mm -hmm. And I find you know when you can get your body right, it gets your mind right, 100%. right? Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know the struggling to get up at five and go to the gym for six, is that a physical struggle mm -hmm. or is it actually just you mentally fighting mental. with yourself to get in? It's mental. Like, like, like there's some days when I'm waking up at five and I, I have a thousand excuses to go back to bed. Yeah. You know, ah, 15 minutes. Oh, my back's sore. Like we just talked about <laughs> yeah. it, right? It's uh, it's dark out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's overcast. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you have a thousand it's excuses, right? But like, if you just show up, yeah. You, like you just show up or just lace up the pair of running shoes and, and just go out for a walk. Like it's a game changer to get that, that workout, that sweat in early and it just starts your day. So right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's, it just sets you up, sets you up for success. Yeah. And you know, before, uh, you know, it is a little bit of a competitor's thing, you know, mm. I love to be up while my competitors are sleeping. Yeah. Um, yeah. you know, I think that comes with age too, where you sleep less based on business right. or, or maybe earlier if you have kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about um, some of the charity work that you do because I, I think it goes under the radar sometimes um, because you do so much for this community and right. uh, some of the initiatives actually 
you uh, you started to get me involved with, which I thought was fantastic. So tell us a little bit about some of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're actually, uh, it's, uh, that's an amazing topic, Dan, because there, there's something that, that we've been working on for a long time. Yep. And uh, and it's it, it's a spinoff of, like, I'm a huge basketball guy, right? And the National Basketball Association does the NBA Cares program. Okay. Uh, that gives back to the community. So we're going to launch an Empire Cares program. And then all of our community service and involvement and charitable work would go under that umbrella. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so we launched Putt for Purpose last year. Yeah. Um, huge mini putt uh, um, advocate. Uh, I actually met my wife while we were both working at a mini putt course. Come on. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I think it's not the course record there. So <laughs> if everybody wants, if anyone wants to throw up a nice 32 uh, anytime, right? So, so we just brought it back to my roots. Uh, like, a golf tournament is a lot of work and it's a whole day event, right? Mm -hmm. And and like a lot of people are uh, timid about actual golfing, but mini putt is just a great time. It's quick. You can play around in 35, 40 minutes, right? It doesn't have to be a whole day. It can be half a day. And and we partner up with uh, Food for Kids Hamilton um, to try to end um, in an attempt to uh, one day end just youth hunger, right? So there's, there's you know, thousands of kids on the list. Um, all like most inner, inner city kids, right? And uh, and and we try to just really like, you know, like like help provide food, right? If if you don't have food and you're starving, how can you learn? How can you play sports? Yeah. Like it, it just like like I was fortunate enough. Like my dad worked hard growing up, so I never experienced coming home and not having food. You know what I mean? So, so, so call me privileged to, to, to have food, right? Yeah. But, the, but like the story started, Food for Kids started when this teacher came up to this kid who had a frozen pizza in his hand. He was eating it frozen. And the teacher goes, hey, where did you get that pizza? And he's like, uh, uh, nowhere. He's like, no, actually, buddy, like, where did you get that pizza? He's like, oh, I, I, I stole it because I was, I, I, was, I was too hungry. Man, I'm just like, that breaks my heart, man. Yeah. I'm just like, and everything, every time I think about it, I imagine like my little Charlotte not having food, you know, like, it's like, 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 how can you, you know, you know, reach for your dreams? Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, 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 how can you aspire to do anything if you're just hungry? Yeah. Right. So um, it's a, a great, a great initiative. Um, in, in our first year, uh, we, we were able to surpass what we wanted to raise for them. And um, you know, COVID happened this year, but we want to 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 bring that tenfold eventually, right? And just eliminate that, that the list totally. So, um, so yeah, so, so that's one initiative. Uh, we last year, uh, so a group East End uh, went to Fairfield School, great uh, great kindergarten, grade five. School's no longer there, but went to W H Ballard and then to Winston Churchill, and um, we went back last year to W H Ballard and sponsored. Um, a scholarship, or like, a, like actually an award there, right? For uh, excellence in academics and athletics, right? So, so for me, academics and athletics, man, that uh, like, like that really kept kept my mind straight, yeah. right? Like, uh, growing up in a very you know blue collar neighborhood where you know like a lot of single parent families there, yeah. amazing people, uh, I, some some of my best friends I, I still know from grade six. Yeah, you know, like, but but in that environment, like, you know, what I mean, like, you, you can get in a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble, right? But sports and academics kept me off the streets, so to say, right? It's, it might sound cliche, but it did, right? So now we went back, 
Um, and one, one of my good friends is, um, is uh, a phys ed teacher there, and he kind of helped launch the program with the principal there. And uh, they're just great people, right? They want to give back. So we sponsored this award, and now the kids are getting excited. They want to win this award. So more kids are trying out for sports teams, right? More, more kids are hitting the books, right? And overall, it just creates a way better environment for everybody. And, and, and because of, the, of that award, if I can help one kid achieve his or her dreams, like, I mean, like, that's, like, that's the goal, right? So, so we're, we're working to eventually do it to our high school as well, and then, um, and then just throughout the city, right? So, um, yeah, like people within our organization come from different backgrounds and stuff like that. So we want to support every, every educational institution possible, right? So, yeah, so, it, so it's a Ballard Bobcat, so we call it the Golden Bobcat Award. Amazing. So, yeah, so whatever the mascot is, the Golden Mascot Award, right? And, uh, yeah, like we're, uh, we, we presented last year, and, um, and the, the, the young lady that won it last year, oh, man, she's ecstatic, right? And she's so deserving, too. So it was, it, it's, it's always nice to give back to the community because I, I think for the, com the community to support you, you have to support the community. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that's just amazing. I didn't know about the award. The, yeah, the it's first cool. Time it's I've heard of it, but, first you know, year doing it. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. That's a... Uh... I mean, I think that as an entrepreneur, talking to more entrepreneurs in in the community, and you know, again, starting this podcast to kind of showcase that some of these you know conversations that I don't even know if you'd ever have the opportunity to talk about, right? right. Uh, you don't always talk about your you know charitable stuff while you're having beers or, yeah. or out for dinner, but I just it inspires me to do more, um, and I think that's such a special thing when it, when you're like you know. You know, you're not fighting for the top of the financial ladder. You're fighting for the top of who can give back more. Right. Um, right. right. You know, right. that's a that's a fight I'd love to have all the oh, time. Oh, absolutely. Right. I love and it. I, and I think that you know, going back to kind of how you started and where you came from and some of the lessons and the people that you could reach out to and gave you that support. And I think it just the big thing is just supporting each other in the community and however um, however we are, you know, at that time. It just you know blows me away to have you on the show and, and stuff like that. So. To, to kind of wrap up, like, what would be your, you know, giving some advice to your, your earlier self or, or someone else yeah. in the community that's kind of looking to become, you know, this, this entrepreneurial person, this leader, this, you know, charitable donator. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give to that person? It's, uh, it, it's, uh, I, I, I love that question. Um, one of my good friends, he's a high school teacher, and the one activity he had, it was write a letter to your younger self. Yeah, and and, and I, I I love that activity, so and so to me it's it's really like when, when you first off start off as an entrepreneur, just give it everything you got. You have nothing to lose, right? And it's not easy because if it's easy, then everybody would would do it. Well, everyone, a lot of people are trying to, right? But you just gotta work hard, work smart, and surround yourself with the right people, positive positive people people who are going to just like really take it to the next level mm -hmm. from a mentorship from a, from an educational uh point of view and and really like just time block like time block your day and be as effective as possible right because as an entrepreneur it's very easy to be complacent right it, it's easy to sleep in it's easy not to show up at the office it's not easy it's easy not to answer the phone yeah. right but 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 if, if you just do it the right way from from the get-go and like I've, I, I, I learned through that and I know those things because I went through those things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I was lazy at first, really. And now because of all those lessons that I've learned in the past, 
I'm trying to instill them into the next generation of brokers. Yeah. Right. And, and like the, the hard part is that like sometimes they just have to learn for themselves. Yeah. Right. And, and, but like, I'm trying to expedite their, their success path. You know what I mean? Like the, the things that I did wrong in the first two years, let's try to eliminate in the first two months. And, and like, I want you to make six figures your first year for six months, whatever it is, right? If you're willing to work hard for it, yeah. right? And just not make the same mistakes I made, right? But just surround yourself and continue learning, man. I'm go I keep going back to this education and learning, but like, and it sound like a broken record, but like, man, just learn from smart people and ask questions, yeah. right? There's a, a there's an unbelievable amount of resources out there, especially with the internet now, right? It, it's like, and like, if you need somebody, if you if you want to look for um, a reference point, it's out there, right? So just keep learning, keep reading, and like, man, like it's it's not easy, right, Dan? And give it time, right? Like anything, give it time, right? And and like success will build over time, right? And just like a, any marketing plan, like like people try a marketing plan for a week, doesn't work, and just scrap it, right? Like I like to give at least six months to see if it, it works out or not, right? And then I really know if I can continue with that or not. Which sounds like a long time. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, and learn, right? Just learn, be, be the professional, be the expert in your field, learn everything there is to know. And, and, and if you don't know it, just let, let the client know. Hey, man, I'll get back to you. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? That's a great question. I'll, I'll get back to you tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, I'll get back to you tonight. Yeah. Right? So I, th- I think those are just, just, just amazing. If you start like that right there, uh, it just creates a, an amazing foundation for you to grow off of and build off of. I think that's fantastic advice. Um, so thanks, Kevin, for being on the show. Thanks, Episode 10 of the Guest Life Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Um, you know, a big question we always want to ask ourselves, and you know, Kevin's a great attest to that, is, is why not me and why not now? Um, making an impact in the community, trying a new business idea, driving harder into your own business. Um, and I think it's a great question for everybody, especially if you, if you need that new spark or new idea. So thanks so much for being on the show, Kevin. Episode 10, we made it. Thanks for having me, Dan. It's a pleasure being here. Um, you guys have been like family to us, so I really appreciate your time. Thanks so much, guys.